Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up the bedroom is even better. Whether you're buying a gift for your sugar baby or just for yourself, you can get 50% off at adamandeve.com when you enter the code CANDY at checkout. And that's not all. Adam and Eve will include 10 tantalizing free gifts, a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item all partners can enjoy. Plus, you'll receive six free spicy movies. But the best part is the free shipping. You can get all of this at adamandeve.com using code CANDY at checkout. That's C-A-N-D-Y. So Shelby, what are you getting me? Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Candy Girl. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm your co-host, Emily. And you guys might remember from our lollipop episode, Harper, the girl with the beautiful ASMR voice. She's here with us again. How are you, Harper? Hello. I'm good. That wasn't very ASMR. I'll get back on my (laughs) shit. Don't worry. The traffic kind of messed me up. Yeah, we gave her the wrong address to get here, which was kind of chaotic, but we figured it out. So she's here. Um, a lot has happened since we talked to you back in April. She just informed us that she has a real boyfriend now, so we're very excited for her. Yeah, and for our new listeners and me as well, since I'm new to the show, uh, could you give us a little recap? Yes. I'm going to take off my jacket real quick. Go for it. Rainy and it's helpful. <laughs> Tell I guess, I guess <laughs> Um, okay, so a little bit about me. I found the Candy Girl podcast last year just going through my Spotify. Um, I was actually looking for Sugar Baby podcasts specifically. Um, I had just started a relationship or an arrangement with a man who I really liked. We had been seeing each other for about three months at that point. Um, And he kind of had a weird kink that I it, it was weird to me. Because I'd never heard of it before. What was it? It was um, female-led orgasm denial and chastity. So when me and this person first started seeing each other, um, you know, we spoke about the typical uh, allowance, how much we would, you know, be be dipping out every month and how much time we would spend together. And about a month later, he broke up with me. And he was like, there's nothing against you. Like... I had a really great time, you know, take care. And I'm really not that bitter of a person. Like, you don't have to explain yourself to me. And I was just like, okay, you know, I had fun. Like, thanks for the, you know, thanks for the memories. You know, peace out. And about a month or so after that, um, we kind of reconnected and realized that the uh, connection and the chemistry was still there. And uh, after, you know, the first couple dates we had gone back out, he put this website in my lap and he said this is what I want and I was too afraid to tell you that before I wasn't sure what you would think about me and um, in front of me there was this website that spoke about Caretza which is a type of uh, like tantric sex that you can you know, use with your partner. And basically it's one or more of the partners like edging whenever they're having intercourse. Um, so it's like, you know, you can edge when you're masturbating and like push, push yourself to the edge, um, almost to the point of climax. Um, and then Caretza is kind of that same idea with your partner physically. Um, but what he wanted was for it to be only one-sided. 
he wanted me to tell him when he could and could not climax. And on top of that, he wanted me to control when he could even masturbate. So um, I put his dick in a cage and it would stay there until every time I would see him next. And he really wanted it for his personal productivity on a, um, a business he was starting. And um, it kind of had to do with the chastity thing as well. And, you know, they say when a man, you know, a man thinks with his dick. Yes. You know, and, <laughs> and if you control his dick, what does he love to think with? Mm. His brain. <laughs> so, oh, I just thought they couldn't think anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, this was Love actually, too. he was actually a very smart person. He is a smart person. And within the year that we saw each other, because, you know, it went on for about a year, um, we, you know, practiced the orgasm denial and um, the female-led, you know, chastity holding, and I had all the power. It was fucking great. And... In that year, he started the business and he sent out beta testers to, you know, all different types of people all over the world and got feedback from them. Um, Started the website. It's live. Like he's, you know, ready to sell this product in a year. And he's never had any business before in his life. He's like an engineer guy. Remind me what the product is. Um, So it's I don't want to give too much away, but it's like a, a, a safe for a key. Okay. It's like oh, okay. it's like a safe for the cock cage key. Oh, okay. And you can, um, there is one um, key holder who is able to lock and unlock that uh, box Very from, cool. from their device. So, speaking of the um, cock cage, mm-hmm. I love that word, by the way. Yeah. Um, what percent of the time did he have his dick in a box? Like... Um, it's my dick in a box. (laughs) (laughs) I had to. So we would hang out Friday evening through, like, Monday morning. Okay. So Monday afternoon through Friday afternoon he wore it. And if, like, I was upset with him for whatever reason or if I was, you know, playing with it even more, teasing him with it more, I would just leave it on until I told him it could come off. Um, and, and then, but then it, like, kind of got into, you know, some cock and ball torture, um, in the mix, some CBT, um, which I kind of found out ended up being like my kink. That's so cool. My, my kink is not like I'm gonna put your ass in a fucking cage, but I do think every guy needs to get his cage, dick put in a cage at least once. At least once. It's not a movement. It's not a moment. It's a movement. Well, <laughs> I know what I'm doing to my boyfriend this weekend. <laughs> you should try it out because it makes your um, not specifically the cock cage thing, but um, the orgasm the orgasm denial itself. Um, makes your partner's desire that for you that much stronger um, because when a guy, like, busts a nut every time, you know, he doesn't have really that much to look forward to anymore. Yeah. Um, once, once it's already been fulfilled and, like, you know, he gets all tired and, like, whatever. And girls, when we, like, you know, have that monsoon of a squirt where it, like, feels so powerful. Like, yeah, we could just King just Kong keep the fucking, riding dick. Like, yeah, yeah. And so, and so, if if the guy can keep pushing his edge, then he can last longer. It's mm. fucking. It's really fun to experiment. This with. is a sex ed lessons right here. 
So yeah, I always refer back to your episode when people ask me about this podcast because I feel like it's been one of our most wild episodes. Like it's so interesting. <laughs> um, but so it's yeah, it's been almost a year since we've seen you. A little little shy of a year. So what's happened since then? So um, the relation, the arrangement slash relationship with that person um, was pretty good, but um, he needed to invest more money in his product, and so that meant less investment towards me. I wasn't just, I wasn't getting that direct, you know, 1600 a month anymore, you know, deposited in my account. I wasn't having to touch my wallet when we did, you know, hung out, of course, and he took me on a trip. It was great, but that's not what I started out wanting. So he got a little too um, entitled to my attention towards the end, and that's when I had to cut it off. Did no. it get too relationshipy? For me, towards the end, yes, um, but it always started out, like, with an openly, like, communicative like thing and it was the easiest breakup I ever had really <laughs> the most anticlimactic non-climactic um ending ever so mature so easy that's good yeah. I feel like that's the benefit of dating an older guy is for sure he's been through it before but then a month ago I oh <laughs> I met a 28 year old which is a little young for me but I gave him a <laughs> chance and I'm really glad I did. He's so fucking hot. We've we met a month ago, and I've spent the night at my house once ever since then. Um, he has two master's degrees. Oh my god! Oh yes, my Harper. God. He's obsessed with me, you guys. I'm that so jealous. I know, I know. But the thing is, sometimes he's like, "But you can't put my cock in a cage." I'm like, "What? <laughs> it wasn't my king, bro." <laughs> but um, is he still open to CBT? He's warming up to the CBT thing. He's not quite warm to it yet, which I don't blame him. Um, he kind of calls me the queen of pain for it, which that makes me need to, you know, do some digging to find out if I'm like a, a masochist or not. But any fucking way, we do practice the orgasm denial. And it's Ooh. great. It is so great. He actually came home today during lunch. I have the day off. He came home to his apartment during lunch and, you know, we fucked. And I was like, wait, you're not going to come? And he was like, no, I was never going to come. Ooh. <laughs> okay, sir. He can stick around. Yes. And so he knows that you had a sugar daddy? Yeah. Like, this is the and, – and, you know, like I said, he's younger, but it's still, like, he's my favorite boyfriend I've ever had. My favorite. Like, we have such open communication. Like, he knows about everything. And, like, if I still wanted to have a sugar daddy, he'd be okay with that, too. Um, we are ethically non-monogamous. So, um, you know – we have this understanding that if either of us are out and we have, you know, a connection with someone else, we should be able to freely pursue that connection. Just because I'm really trying to understand more of the fact that, like, jealousy is just bullshit. But just to me, people that have been in other types of relationships, that shit does not work. Yeah. You know, it all depends yeah. on, like, the two people. And we're two people that can sit down and actually be able to honestly have that conversation before it even gets there. It hasn't happened yet. I'm such a jealous bitch. I could never. I <laughs> maybe that's possessive, but I just couldn't do it. I don't think it's. I don't think it's possessive. I th I just think people work differently whenever they're romantic partners, and like that's what makes every couple good. That's you know, fair. That's how that's how other people work together, and other people don't. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. So, would you ever consider doing like another form of sex work, like stripping or something, while you're in this relationship? Um, absolutely. Yeah. I have a bunch of friends that are, that are, um, strippers and, and, you know, cocktail waitresses. And 
Um, I'm actually trying to start go-go dancing. Ooh. Um, so I've been, you know, I joined a little troupe in the last two months, so I'm trying to pursue that a little bit more. But, yeah, stripping, that's not off the table for me. That's, you know, none of that is off the table for, you know, being a sugar baby, again, it's not off the table for me. Um, I've just been in that lifestyle for a little bit, so I would like to, you know, take a step back and just kind of let something flow a little organically, you know? That's so cool. And you told us uh, before we had the interview that there's another girl that you guys are kind of a duo. Yeah. I would love to hear about that. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to give too much away because maybe she and I could come back. Come back because oh. we, have, we have some fucking stories, y'all. My girl Callie, we were doing some shit. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. We'll do a second episode with Callie here. Is this is this the podcast equivalent of edging? Are you gonna it make us wait? Be. Yeah. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You're gonna have to wait for it. <laughs> okay. Well then in the meantime, give us a little bit, give us like a frame. What what kind of do you guys do? So my friend Callie is a stripper. And I kind of introduced her. I kind of opened her eyes to the sugar world. And um, long story short, we kind of ran that shit up. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. We Thelma and Louise did just a little bit. I'm so excited to hear this episode now. Hear this episode. Record it. And then hear it when I edit it back. (laughs) That is so cool. Emily, do you have any questions? I'm trying to think. I'm just really fucking excited. I'm like, what could they have done? I know. Honestly, the first time I interviewed you, I was the same way. I was like, I just, there's so much <laughs> here. Like, I don't even know. This is so exciting. I'm excited that we get to re-record it because so much more has, like, come into fruition since then. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I just want to say I'm obsessed with you. <gasps> we low-key have the same hair. I know. I know, I right? Yeah. So we love a curly sister. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to think. I feel like I have so many questions, none at the same time. I know. It would probably be better, too, whenever we have more time. Oh, also. can I ask questions yeah, yeah, about yeah. the cock cage? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I just realized I don't think I've ever seen, like, a proper cock cage before, I guess. So Does it, like, a bulge out, like, in the like? is it a metal thing? Yeah, well, you can get a silicone one, you can get a plastic one. Uh, I'm going to look up a picture. Yeah, you should. The The one we used was a metal one, and there's just, like, there's just two parts, um, and then the little padlock. Um, there's a circle that, you know, is on the base of the person. I see, I see you pull, You pull the balls and the flaccid penis through the through the circle there, and then that's, like, sitting on everything, and then you kind of just, like, have to push the flaccid penis, like, kind of like Play-Doh. Oh, my God. (laughs) What an image. Into the... But you can see it, right? Mm -hmm. I can see it. I'm looking at a picture right now. The little encasing, I suppose, the penis-shaped form of the cage, and then there's a little stick and like a little circle that go through each other and then you just slide the padlock through that bad boy i'm looking at pictures of these and there's one where it's like a tiger i saw that one my boyfriend's gonna hate me i'm gonna send it to him right now do you think that being a sugar baby opened doors for you sexually that you wouldn't have had opened for sure dude like and and it and it helped me freely talk about it too like to be able to sit down from a perfect stranger and be like 
So I'm looking for someone to dominate me. Um, I just spent the last year dominating someone pretty heavily. Like, this is what I was saying to um, the guy I'm dating now. Um, We actually met on Tinder, and my Tinder profile, like, I said that I was a sugar baby and that I was looking and that I'm non-monogamous and that I don't want anything traditional. Like, black and white, that's all it said in my Tinder uh, bio. And um, my new man, we matched, and he was like, what does, you know, sugar baby mean? Like, what do you mean by that? And I told him, and he was like, well, I can't give you all that. He goes, but what about you know, ethically non-monogamous and, you know, all this shit. And I was like, I'm willing to consider if the sex is bomb enough. <laughs> I'm so and glad. it is, apparently. And, and good, di- good dick is just as valuable. Yeah, well, and it's good to talk about it, too, before you actually get it. Like, I was asking, I was like, what do people say about you when, when y'all fuck? <laughs> How many crazy girls have you dated? Maybe Ooh. your good dick made them crazy. You know, maybe it wasn't just all them. Maybe I don't you. think I don't think women are crazy. I think men make women crazy. Definitely, so. I agree. I agree. And he didn't have a lot of like crazy girl stories. You know what I mean? I'm doing air quotes. Yeah, I think it's so important when a guy is able to talk about their ex. Like they have a at least a decent relationship, and like. Any guy who's like, oh, my God, my ex-girlfriend's crazy. I feel like that's a huge red flag. And ex-sugar babies, too, mm-hmm. going going off of that. Um, I really I really like place a lot of importance on that first meeting. And and when Callie gets on, we can tell you all about a couple. We went on a lot of first dates together. And it was really great having someone to just share that live feedback, like, right after, you know, just to kind of see how she reacted to certain uh, conversations that were brought up and shit. That's so interesting. I'm so pumped for this episode with Callie. I have I have kind of a follow-up question to the the sexual door opening mm-hmm. question. But do you feel like your relationship expectations have changed by being a sugar baby? Like do you expect something different from your romantic partners now? So, I'm trying to make sure that I don't. Um I know that being in the sex work industry or just being a sex worker can really make you jaded without meaning to, um, without you realizing it the longer you do it for. And, you know, I was, I was that sugar baby for, you know, about a year with this person. And, um, of course you, of course I gained some kind of expectation from the next, you know, for the next person I would be with. Um, so I'm just personally working on making sure that I go back to way to the way I thought, you know, in the winter of 2018, which was expect nothing from a man because your ass will get let, let down no matter what you're expecting. You know, if you have low expectations, then no one can really let you down. <laughs> so and so I'm trying to revert back to that just so that I can be fair to this relationship that I'm trying to grow. Do you think there's a difference between expectations and standards? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Standards is knowing what you deserve. And I guess expectations is thinking you know what that person should be or what that person deserves. That makes sense. Rather than just letting them show you. Yeah. Yeah, Speaking of standards, do you think guys who don't eat pussy should be locked up? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And if, you know, and if needed, you could just send them to like Camp Harper Camp, for, I'm going to send them to Camp Harper to learn to how to Camp eat pussy. Harper. Yes. I mean, I won't teach them how to eat pussy, but I will tell them that they need to eat some Whip them pussy. into shape. Literally and figuratively. The <laughs> fact that I still, <laughs> the fact that I still hear stories about guys like 
oh my god they didn't eat pussy i was like were they afraid of it bitch what yeah but also you know if we just lay out that open communication with our sexual partners like you know sitting down at dinner you know just eating some fucking pad thai and be like you know i really enjoy clitoral stimulation and they'd be like oh word okay good to know you think most girls are kind of like afraid to be like oh my god you should pleasure me instead of just putting your dick in me yeah definitely and and that's just also like the awkwardness of our like anatomy and you know we're at the end of college years and it's like guys have been pumping and dumping for two minutes the last four years and they think they know something about sex now and we actually know what we yeah. like. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's up to us to, you know, we know this. It's up to us to just be like, look, I like it when you do it like this. And sometimes we do have to draw them a fucking picture. So, yeah, but, the fact yeah. that I like still see Tinder posts where I remember some guy like slid into a girl's DMs and was like, I'm going to put a hole in your clitoris. And I'm like, I don't. Do you know what a clitoris is, sir? <laughs> Ow. 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 Yeah, Ow is right. Ow. <laughs> the baby does not come out of the clit, sir. Uh. Man, okay, I have a I have a quick, not a trigger warning, but this for sensitive listeners, just skip ahead like 30 <laughs> seconds. I'm in a sex ed class right now, and we all had to tell like our worst sex stories. And this girl was talking about how she had a friend who was receiving oral sex from this guy, and he bit her clit off. <gasps> oh. Off? Off. She doesn't have any, she doesn't have a clit now. Like, like there's no feeling there. Yeah, I know, I know. I thought about that for days after I heard can that you, story. Can you sue for that? Like, <laughs> shit, I'm about know. to. Yeah, about on to her behalf, her. I know. Spoiler alert, they pulled a handmaid's tail on her ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, you know absolutely. what I mean? Like, this poor woman. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what's like, cringing like my clitoris like every part of my body uh, is like no 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 is it is it a little excited <laughs> i don't all, know we're all like squirming right <laughs> like, now no, seriously <laughs> oh fuck do you think that being a sugar baby has helped you communicate your sexual desires and needs more with partners 1000 percent, because it forced me to kind of grow up sexually um if i was going to try to match um these you know, mature, uh, new romantic partners, um, you know, I kind of had to pull up my bootstraps and be ready to figure out, um, one, how to meet the needs of others and how to figure out what needs of mine needed to be met as well because it's all about that uh, exchange, that equal exchange at the end of the day. Like, yeah, there's that power that, you know, they have the money, but you, you're the gold, girl. Like, yes. that's what they're paying for. I love having you on this show. Big clit I, energy, am I right? Big clit energy. <laughs> that's so. right. Thank you. That's so cool. Yeah. Can I go go, go dancing with you? Yeah. I'm so in. I yeah. want to go. Yeah. Okay, cool. What do, I, what do I need? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, we haven't met in a while, um, but I always like just going anywhere and going dancing, just like, and watching the go-go dancers there. So next time I do that, I'll hit you up because sometimes my girlfriends don't like to go with me. Oh, we would love to go with you. Yeah. Emily and I are always looking for things to do. Cool. Yeah, we could do it. I love <laughs> I love dancing in cages. <laughs> I'm so into it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, now we don't have to do it at frat parties anymore. <laughs> Even better. Catch me Thank in the cage God. of your local Jewish fraternity. <laughs> no, no. Ooh, UT knows exactly what I'm talking about. All right. Um, well, we are a little bit short on time, but Emily, do you have any lingering questions? All right. Well, Harper, thank you so much for coming back and talking to us. It's always a pleasure to have you. I feel like you always you're so well spoken, but you always have so much to say. And I love that in a guest. Thank you. You can follow us on Twitter at Candy Girl Pod or on Instagram at Candy Girl Podcast. Send us an email, candygirlpodcast at outlook.com. And stay tuned. Well, don't stay tuned. Come back, keep an eye out for Harper's new episode with her friend Callie, and we're going to hear all about her crazy adventures, and I am so excited. Sorry to keep y'all waiting. (laughs) 